This year is going to be an exhausting one. It is going to be a barrage of misinformation by the left, by the media. And, of course, much of the misinformation is going to be in the form of disinformation. In other words, it, it, there's going to be a lot of gaslighting. There's going to be a, a lot of us smacking our heads as we listen to Democrats in the media Um make claims that they have claimed Republicans have made um, and that, you know, they're going to do and say things that they claim when Republicans do them, whether they actually did them or not, that they should be barred from the ballot, that they should be on trial for um, inciting an insurrection. And it's just, it's going to be all fronts. I, I mean, piling on. We're just going to see so many of these trials come underway. We are already hearing the Democrats threaten the Supreme Court, claiming they're op- openly asking, as Raskin, Democrat from Maryland, asked Sunday on CNN, if Clarence Thomas doesn't recuse himself because his wife is a political activist who likes Trump from um Uh, any sort of rulings regarding Trump's access and ability to be on the ballot and Americans having the ability to vote for him, then we have to figure out what we're going to do about it. And frankly, I don't know how susceptible the Supreme Court is to these threats. I, I, I don't know. One could argue that it might work the other way, that it will make the Supreme Court bristle a bit in their independence and become even more hardened in their belief that you know Congress needs to pay attention to Congress while the Supreme Court pays attention to the Supreme Court um, and, and be less affected by politics. But I, I don't know that that's the case. I, I'm just not sure. The... Or NBC has this story, five twists that could upend Democrats' best laid plans for the 2024 election. And now this is supposed to be a news story. Um, but it, it, it reads almost like a, an instruction manual or a warning to uh, Democrats. The, uh, let's see here. Um, all right. So, so here's, I just want to give you an idea of what's to come. One of the five twists that could upend the Democrats' best laid plans to save the country. An Elon Musk super duper pack. And they write, Elon Musk's mom is mad, and that could be a problem for Biden. May Musk took to her son's social media platform on December 13th to write that Elon Musk's goal is to make the world a better place. But she wrote, at POTUS wants to stop him. Have you any idea how furious I am? People in other countries are proud of Elon, and I don't understand the U.S. presidential motive. 
Her post was in response to a Republican commissioner on the FEC who insinuated Biden wants to mobilize federal bureaucracy against Monk and so forth and so forth. Now, of course, if you are a left-wing super PAC, that's perfectly fine. If you are George Soros and you are funneling money to specific left-wing prosecutors uh, in certain areas of the country, you can't question that. If you do, in fact, you're anti-Semitic. But see, Elon Musk, he's bad. Because he doesn't utilize Twitter as a tool to censor conservatives and promote left-wing causes and left-wing campaigns. And in other words, because he's not on board, he's not part of the team, he has to be constantly attacked. And he's demonized. And so all of the sudden, see, this is bad and evil because Elon Musk may create a, he's he's an evil villain. This guy is going to create some form of super PAC, and that could stop Democrats from saving democracy. I want to share with you, we've got to get a news update, and then share with you a couple of the other, um, what they say are twists that could upend the Democrats' best laid plans for the 2024 election. Um, none of them, incidentally, have anything to do with performance of Democrats. You know, this entire piece by NBC News is based on the premise that Democrats will win unless there's some weird twist, you know, because there's no way they can possibly lose. They can't lose because of the economy, because of the border, because of Iran, because of Israel, because of Russia, because of China, uh, because of Afghanistan, because of crime, because of drugs, because of human trafficking. No, 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 no. None of those are reasons that, that, that would apply when it comes to how this election may go. It's clearly for the Democrats to, to take Uh, So only twists and turns could upend the Democrats' best laid plans. The latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Two days into the new year and no suspects are in custody for the New Year's Eve shooting at the Barn House on West Sunshine in Springfield. Four people were shot around 2.45 a.m. on January 1st. All four victims' injuries are non-life-threatening. The last week has seen multiple shootings in the area. Six people have been shot in Greene County over the last six days. Today, Governor Mike Parson will announce an executive order he's issuing on foreign-owned agricultural land in Missouri. About 0.3% of the state's farmland is currently foreign-owned. China owns the most, with more than 42,000 acres. And a single ticket sold in Michigan has matched all six numbers to win the $842.2 million Powerball jackpot during last night's New Year's Day drawing. It's the fifth largest Powerball jackpot ever won. From Color 10 News, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by Wolfpack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professionals. Partly sunny today with a high of 45, clear 26 for a low tonight. Tomorrow, sunshine, high of 44. Streaming live, KSGF.com on Facebook Live, 1041 Nick Reed. That's where you find us on Facebook. That's sponsored by Springfield Raps. NBC News has five twists that could upend Democrats' best laid plans for the 2024 election. In other words, Democrats should win this. But for some sort of weird 
anomaly or twist. Now, the first two, you know, well, what if Biden drops out? And then, well, what if Biden stays in? But the other two are, are should be noted because they are a sign of things to come. And that is already trying to delegitimize a Trump victory. One, uh, an Elon Musk super duper pack. And this is all based on uh, NBC's belief that um, Elon Musk's mom is almost conspiracy theory stuff here. Uh, Elon Musk's mom doesn't like Biden. And because of that, he may form some sort of super duper pack. And with all of his money, uh, make sure that Biden doesn't win re-election. They do note the housing gridlock, um, you know, the problem with housing right now. They don't attribute it to Biden. They just say that that will hurt him. Axis of hackers, though. Russian election meddling. See, we're already back to Russian election meddling. They note that Russian election meddling once seemed like something from a dystopian future, but next year it may seem quaint. Or by next year, rather, it may seem quaint. The 2024 election could feature attempted meddling by a variety of countries looking to shape America's leadership to their liking. In a November report, Microsoft's Threat Analysis Center wrote election 2024 may be the first presidential election during which multiple authoritarian actors simultaneously attempt to interfere with and influence an election outcome. Oh, are they talking about the FBI? Are they talking about the Justice Department? You know, this is the thing that kills me, not to get too far off the point here, about what we're told by the media, what, what could interfere in our elections. Now, not the media, of course, who gives a platform to the entities and the people who did interfere in our last election, and that's former and current members of the CIA, with that infamous letter falsely claiming that the laptop story was Russian disinformation. It's not the FBI who went so far as to falsify evidence provided to the FISA court in order to spy on Trump at one point. Um, it isn't the Department of Justice that is, and, and Democrats across the country that are dragging Trump to court. It's not any of these Democrats that are uh, trying to prevent Trump from being on the ballot. No, 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 no. That, that, that's not the real impact. It might be Russians on Facebook. Now, the, the point here and they note the usual suspects, Russia, Iran, and China. But with tensions rising in the Middle East, any number of Gulf states could also try to seize the opportunity this time around. Now, I think you and I all know the reality of this. If Biden or whomever the Democrat nominee is wins and things go well for the Democrats, we'll find that none of that mattered. Oh, all of a sudden they decided not to do it. If Trump wins, however, we'll hear about it being illegitimate. We'll hear about how he was implemented in there by authoritarian regimes. And while you and I, it does, it seems absurd that they would go back to that, but this is what they do. And when you have the media that will spread such disinformation or at least report on it as if it's perfectly legitimate, then it becomes easier and easier to do. This is what it is like living in an authoritarian regime, where as citizens you see this and you think, how is it that they can continue to claim that the emperor is wearing clothes? 
This is what it's like living in a country in which increasingly people do not feel that their vote matters because the system is rigged. You watch these absurd claims being made. You see the contradictions. You see the two different justice systems, one for them and then one for the rest of us. And when it gets exposed, it, we're all told that it's perfectly fine and normal and don't question it. It was about mid-December I brought you a story that did not make a lot of headlines, but it was a nice little tidy declaration by the Department of Justice, or maybe it was the FBI, it was one of the, the anti-Trump divisions, that wrapped up its report on election interference from the midterms, and they found that while, yes, of course, there were a number of bad players that tried to influence the election, ultimately they failed. Wasn't well, that convenient? So the election in which Democrats succeeded, the midterm elections, the election interference did not make any difference whatsoever. Everything turned out just fine. Nothing to worry about here. See, here's the thing. You are always going to have, always going to have, people that mess around, try to interfere in elections, whatever. Yeah, I mean, whether you're talking about just somebody that does it because they get their kicks from it or somebody who is doing it for more nefarious purposes and seriously trying to have some sort of major influence and alter the outcome of the election, that's always going to occur. But what has begun to happen is that Democrats use that as a weapon. And so whenever they win, didn't have an impact. Whenever a Republican wins, it had an impact. And it was an illegitimate election. And we need to do things like clamp down on your free speech to make sure that disinformation from, whether it's you, evil Trump supporters and Republicans, or bad foreign actors from authoritarian regimes, no longer alter the outcome of the elections. Because in the world of Democrats, only Democrats can win elections. Anything else is illegitimate. And if you are an individual who still has not recognized this, you are in denial. Or you're part of the problem. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. For all of your home buying, your home selling needs, whatever they may be, questions, use her as a resource. I recommend that... Uh, you reach out to her if you do have any sort of questions. Again, one of the great things about the partners that we specifically recommend, they really do have a goal in mind of, of just providing the best goods and services they possibly can. They're not error-proof. These aren't people of perfection. No one is. But they, they strive to, to provide you the best goods and services that they possibly can. And she is one of those individuals. And you see it in the reviews. And so what she isn't is somebody that, and I've been in this place before, maybe you have a question about purchasing something or you, and you think, man, the moment I reach out and they're going to get my info and it's just going to be relentless. That's not what you get with her. You may just have a question about, 
should I was thinking about selling it. I don't know if I want to because of this or that. Re- reach out, ask her the question, tell her the situation you know, that you're in and, and whatever info you need. And you don't need to worry about being constantly harassed after that. This is just not how she operates. Any of your home buying selling needs, all of them, or anyone you know, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. I know there has been some, it's been rhetorical comments about keeping Biden off the ballot. And with the exception of Republicans, specifically DeSantis and Abbott, actually following through on, oh yeah, (laughs) with sending the illegals that Biden has welcomed into this country to Democrat-run areas, Republicans oftentimes sort of, again, rhetorically say, well, maybe we'll do this, but nobody really seriously thinks they're going to. And I think that's the case with the argument that, all right, well, if Democrats are going to say that they can keep Trump off the ballot because of uh, insurrection, then uh, maybe we can keep Biden off the ballot for something as well. And again, most Democrats and I think most Republicans, nobody thinks that they're actually going to do it. But listen, I'm going to make a serious argument here. If we're going to talk about the context of insurrection, if we're going to accept the premise that, well, okay, just states, uh, you got a secretary of state that can just go, uh, you know what? Or you got a Supreme Court, Colorado, for example. Hey, you know what? Uh, Yeah, we're going to say that he's not eligible, so he shouldn't be on the ballot because of insurrection. Yes, no one's faced any charges of that, but uh, this is what we think. This is what we're going to do. So if insurrection is just eye of the beholder, then I would submit the following. What doesn't often get talked about is the revelation several i mean it's not a new revelation that while obama was still president he and others were warned that hillary clinton was going to launch a disinformation campaign falsely claiming that russia was colluding with trump in the 2016 election we know this because of handwritten notes from um some of the people that were there, I believe one of them was FBI Director Comey. I know he was in the meeting. Among others, Joe Biden was in that meeting. And th- this was before the claims of Russia interfering in the election. And it was, I believe, the CIA who came and during this meeting said, hey, hey this is something that's happening, that's going to happen. Uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign, they're going to be, you know, they're going to this disinformation campaign. Now, the purpose of bringing it up at that moment and, and you know what the goal was, I don't know. But at some point it shifted from this is bad or, you know, this is something we need to be aware of to, oh, this is something that we can all sort of allow to happen, and in fact, fan the flames of it. Once Trump got elected president, clearly that disinformation campaign continued. So you had a number of individuals, including Joe Biden, who's running for president, that actively participated in a disinformation campaign to try 
and boot Trump out of office. Some may call that an insurrection. If if protesting for uh, Mike Pence to send electors back to the states is an insurrection, then certainly standing by, watching the country be torn in two, watching a president of the United States be falsely accused of colluding with a foreign nation, watching uh, you know impeachment hearings, watching committees set up, investigations, millions and millions of dollars, watching members of Congress come out, Adam Schiff being one of those individuals, and falsely claiming that there was evidence that, wait till the American people see it, we've got the smoking gun, when it didn't exist. Which sounds more like an actual insurrection to you, an actual attempt to overthrow a government or to prevent a presidency from a a president of the United States that was elected by the people to under false pretense, to throw him out of office. I don't know about you, but if, if we're going to just sort of not actually legally define these things, you know, and look at insurrection and the legal definition, but which one we seem, you know, feels more like the attempt to overthrow a presidency, I'd say it's the one that we saw during the entire Trump presidency. And Joe Biden knew that entire time that the Russian collusion, the dossier, all of that was fake. Because he was one of the individuals in the Oval Office with the FBI Director Comey. I believe Loretta Lynch was in there um, at the time as Attorney General. He was in there. So he knew all that time. So if Trump can be kept off the ballot because he told supporters to peacefully protest and then some of them broke things in the Capitol and that is considered supporting an insurrection, I'd say Biden out there actively promoting the disinformation that the Trump administration was colluding with Russia while that was an attempt to boot him out of office, I'd say that that certainly qualifies as insurrection and therefore qualifies to have him removed from the ballots. If anything, making that argument might be a real eye-opener for a lot of Americans that they all knew that the Russian collusion story was fake. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. The first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks. Home improvements from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Partly sunny today, a high of 45, clear 26 tonight. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 44. Massachusetts Attorney General Andrea Campbell is not investigating the Boston mayor's uh, no white allowed holiday party after discrimination complaints were filed. Well, of course not, because she's a Democrat. That whole thing about not discriminating against people because of race or creed or religion or any of that stuff, well, that doesn't count if you're a Democrat. You can do that all you want. And then if you have you know, attorney general, cut from the same cloth well sure there's nothing wrong you can discriminate again you can't discriminate against people of color well unless they're white people that doesn't count 
Earlier this month, of course, Mayor Michelle Wu's office sent an email inviting to City Hall staff uh, of uh, for the color holiday party, excluding white people. It was meant to only be seen for the six city council members of color, but was accidentally seen, uh, sent to all of the members of the city council. And this is how it was realized that the racist piece of trash mayor of Boston was throwing a holiday party in which whites were not allowed. Spokesperson for the Attorney General said her office has no open investigation into the event. Campbell's office, that's the Attorney General, had received four complaints about the event, three of which were filed by people out of state, a fourth who did not confirm a state of residence, because evidently racism is so expected and accepted in the Democrat state of Massachusetts, no one's even bothered to fight it. The Massachusetts public accommodation law prohibits, among other things, quote, making any distinction, discrimination, or restriction in admission to or treatment in a place of public accommodation based on race, color, religious creed, national origin, sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, deafness, blindness, or any physical or mental disability or ancestry, apparently also unless you are white. The Attorney's General's office declined to investigate, saying that since the event was not open to the public, it cannot and does not violate the public accommodation law. Now, of course, we all know what would happen if this were the other way around. And if people of color were not invited, only whites were. Do we really think that the Democrat Attorney General would say, oh, now, hey, this is just perfectly legit, nothing wrong here. The Democrat Party has always been the party of racism, and they continue to be the party of racism. And they are open and unapologetic about it. I, I mean, the, the horrific, divisive nastiness of the Democrat Party and the purposeful divisions they create there is no, these people are vile. And and listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. If you think it's perfectly acceptable to say, oh, yeah, we're going to have uh, this event here, but this race isn't allowed, then you're trash. You're trash. It's one thing to say, Hey, uh, we just want our race to get together. If, if you want to be isolated in that fashion, but to go the other way and say, oh, no, all races are welcome. Well, except for white ones or except for these black ones or Asians or whatever the category may be. The Democrat Party is the party of trash. They've been the party of trash for a very long time. They're the party of slavery, the party of the Klan the party of segregation, and they just can't help themselves. I mean, we, we lived in a country, and many of us grew up in a time where race relations were fantastic, frankly, because we didn't care about them so much. We were just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. You grow up and you're a kid. Most of us played with kids of other race, though some may have been a different degree of mixture than others, but we just didn't care. 
It was where we were told by Martin Luther King Jr. where we wanted to go. But there's something, I don't know if it's genetic, if it's in the DNA of people on the left, they just cannot suppress that racism. And just like the, the you know the clan of the Democrat Party, just like the segregationists, just like they always believe that they're the virtuous ones. If you're a Democrat or whatever political party you are, frankly, and you think that supporting you know, in the name of one race or you know, well, this isn't that bad because well, you know, they have their own experiences. You think that's any different than what the racists from the '50s said? That what the hood-wearing individuals said? Their rationale and reason for having the races separated are just the same as yours. Well, different different experiences. It's just best to stay with your own sometime. You are no better than those individuals. It's just true. And you know how you're telling yourselves that, well, no, I'm different, see, because of whatever reason – all, I mean, virtually all racist over time. They, too, have believed that they were right. That their reasons for it were virtuous. That their reasons for what their, their argument for segregation, for keeping blacks separate from whites in whatever capacity, be it dorm rooms or organizations, they felt that their reasons were virtuous. They didn't think... Well, I'm just a really, really bad person, and this is what bad people do. They believed in their cause, just like you do. So congratulations, birds of a feather. Springfield's Talk 104.1, I'm Nick Reed. Garage experts. I had a couple of times prior to Christmas mention that I could not recall if my brother his family, whom I knew was going to be with us this Christmas, had seen my garage since the transformation, and he had not, which pleased me greatly because uh, you love showing it off, and it seems like a weird thing. Like It's just your garage. Like, oh, you paint your garage, or oh, you put up some shelves. It is a complete transformation, and uh, he actually was at the house before I was for a day for a number of different reasons and it was one of the first things that he remarked about man how nice the garage is and it is and when you read the comments from people who have had their garage transformations with the epoxy flooring the customized storage from garage experts so often that's what they know that they actually look for reasons to use the garage like little house parties events and so forth because it is a tremendous transformation and you can see what they can do for you they're fantastic people like again so many of the all of them that we personally tell you about they're great folks and it's not some high pressure deal where oh called them once and now every day they're coming by just thought you would check in to see if you're ready to get started because we got to know no that's not how it operates they'll just let you know here's what we can do for you and let us know what we can do for you if you want us to do it for you a little bit now a little bit later all now or none now no high pressure garage experts under nick's endorsements ksgf.com harvard students penned an editorial in the university student's newspaper, calling on embattled President Claudine Gay to resign from her position following weeks of allegations regarding anti-Semitism and plagiarism. Quite a combo there. 
The piece titled, University President Claudine Gay Should Resign, Dissent for Harvard's Sake, It's Time to Let Gay Go. Harvard's presidency is no mere empty honor. It is a deeply challenging managerial job with deeply challenging duties, not least of which is navigating national outcry. In each of these respects, Gay has failed. The students stated in their Harvard Crimson editorial, the Harvard Corporation must find a leader who can do better. Crimson opinion writers Brooks Anderson and Joshua Kaplan published their thoughts in a dissenting op-ed, which is not the official position of the paper. Occasionally, the Crimson editorial board is divided on an issue, giving dissenting board members the opportunity to express their opposition in a separate editorial, the paper explained. All right, so, of course, she has dealt with two particular problems here. One, it's the anti-Semitism. Uh, and to the plagiarism. Now, I think what many of us have learned is that anti-Semitism on university campuses is nothing new. And the way you could tell it was nothing new is that it just all organically was there. <laughs> all across these universities. In the, it's, it, these weren't individuals that were bussed in. These weren't individuals that, it, that you know, it took weeks and weeks in order to build these teams. They were all just there. Left-wing anti-Semitism, the division of people based on race and religion, DEI, CRT, all of this is the same, and this is what it creates. This sort of hatred and resentment from people who are different than you. The other problem that she had, of course, plagiarism, which is educational in context. This is theft. Plagiarism is stealing other people's work, their thoughts. Their, it's, it's, it's theft. You are stealing. And you are stealing you know, in, in the context of education. I could understand at least. So what, number one, what is, what is supposed to be the point of universities? It's education, isn't it? Though I would disagree with it, and I believe that it would be wrong, because it would be wrong, if you had, as you do with the president of Harvard, an anti-Semite, as president of the university, but your position was, listen, we don't really care about any of that stuff. We're an education institution. Our number one goal is to have the absolute best and brightest, and while we may not necessarily have, you know, we're never going to have the same agreement on religion and issues of the such, but that's not really the point here. And so while we may not personally agree, uh, well, one, you know, with, with the fact that uh, the president of Harvard is anti-Semitic, you know, we're, that's not what we do. And the area in which we do concern ourselves, education, that that is... That, that's the lens that we use when we sought out the best in terms of we, we felt this person, we, we, when students come in, we want our students to look at this person and go, now that right there, this is somebody that through an educational lens makes me proud to come to Harvard. Makes me feel confident that we have the best and the highest standards. You could look at it and go, yeah, I don't really like the anti-Semitism part here, but, you know, 
I suppose there is some truth to that. And I do want the best education possible, and I want the highest standards expected possible, and they seem to provide that. So, you know, I'll kind of look the other way on the anti-Semitism thing because ultimately they're offering what it is they're supposed to offer, right? But to, like, the plagiarism thing? <laughs> Those are the standards? for, And look, nobody's perfect, I understand this. You'd like to think that whomever heads up any organization is the personification of what you expect. You would like to think that whomever is head of whatever the organization is, that they are the sort of person that you want other members of the organization to look to and you can go, you know what, you need to strive to be like this person. So to accept Someone that defies what are just the basic standards of education, and that is you don't cheat and steal other people's work. That isn't enough to get this person removed? What does it say about Harvard? I, I would not want... I, it, <laughs> it just shows how little quality actually matters to so many people when it comes to education and it's just labels and I understand that listen it's hey don't hate the player hate the game I, I understand that I, I totally do you maybe you're a parent you're somebody that's like hey I get it uh, but the fact of the matter is in my field the 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 field in which I want a career it sucks but that that label still matters just like having Gucci on a bag. Well, yeah, you may be paying more, but ultimately it's only valued more because it's part of an elite thing. I get it. I understand it. It's a status symbol, but that's the world we live in. So I, I understand that. But what, a, what a, a sad reflection on our culture that that's the way that we are. To have a plagiarist. As the president of any education center, let alone Harvard, the audacity of the amount of money they charge to go to an institution in which the standards are so low that you can on numerous occasions steal from other people in the context of education and they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. What an absolute embarrassment. And in, in the fact that to so many people it isn't embarrassing just enhances the embarrassment. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Let's talk 1041. My name is Nick Reed. Welcome to the show. Uh, I have gotten a number of emails from a number of you that are saying that the app is not working. The app was quote upgraded, and um, I'm sure once it is fully working, it will be an actual upgrade. I know this is a great deal. This is so frustrating for. I just can't tell you how frustrating it is. 
it seems like every time we have an upgrade and an improvement, it's nothing but a pain in the rear end, and you are the ones who suffer. Now, I, I know many of you, are, it's working just fine. Some of you, it's not. Maybe if, I don't know. I don't know what, we're, we're going to see what we can find out. The app actually did get upgraded. It's a new provider, new server, um, and all that sort of stuff, I guess, um, a few weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago. But I suspect that some of you, just because of the holidays, you haven't really utilized it until now and so you're seeing that there's some issues now you may want to go back into your marketplace if you can and if it says upgrade try that i didn't have to do that for some reason but you know what it may be because mine automatically upgrades i don't know um whenever there is a new version and so try that uh because that might remedy the problem hopefully it does and my frustration can melt away as I perhaps am jumping the gun and thinking, oh, here we go again. I just like for things to be easy. Speaking of colleges, former University of Wisconsin lacrosse chancellor, Dr. Joe Gao, spoke out on CNN this week after being fired from his position at the school following the discovery of pornographic videos he and his wife made and published themselves to major porn website. Now, I saw what I think was, yeah, this guy, by the way, he looks like Bill Nye the science guy to some degree, so I, I don't know. I guess everyone has their own fetish as to what they would like to watch. He told CNN anchors Brianna Kyler and Boris Sanchez that the school's decision to fire him was a violation of his First Amendment rights and that he was given no due process to the decision. Listen, I, I get it. People do things. They do their own things. And with social media, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's not even about judging. It's just like... Has it become too much to expect some standard? Some people act, the only standard they have is the expectation that no one expects any standards whatsoever. That is their virtue. And it's just, it's, I, some of these individuals, the like, you have nothing? Is there no standard whatsoever? I... <laughs> I'd like to think that there are some people out there that say, uh, yeah, this is what I do and everything, but I fully recognize it's not their cup of tea, and I get it. I lost my job over it. kind of makes sense. Just once I'd like to hear that. Glenn Beck's next. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Nick Reed.